Hey everyone, it's Greg from Incline Adventures. This is episode six of Experience Asheville podcast, and I have the fortunate ability today to be at Hunter Banks, uh, the premier fly fishing outfitter in Western North Carolina. Um, it's pretty neat. I'm here with Patrick. Patrick's another local, which is really weird because I think I've interviewed half the locals that from the whole community and in the podcast series. They're just so rare. But anyway, um, we're going to talk about fly fishing today. I'm sort of a neophyte, um, but I have an expert with me. Patrick's born and bred. He works here. I don't really know what he does. I do know that he's been here forever. He oversees all the guiding. He's in the shop. He He's certainly here for advice and, and traveled all over the world. So welcome, Patrick. Thank you so much, Greg. Um, why don't you give us a little information, personal information on you and uh, where you're from and how you ended up here? Sure. So I was uh, born in the Caney Fort Valley out in Jackson County, so about 45 minutes west of here, a little bit further uh, out in uh, the Cullowee area. Um, but uh, very, very fortunate uh, getting to grow up here. Uh, it has been an absolute treat. Um, the people that you get to know... Um, and just, you know, being outside and having all this access to, you know. All, all the forest lands and everything. Forest land, rivers. water, yeah, rivers, creeks, uh, lakes, ponds. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. So uh, tell me uh, how you got into fly fishing. Because I know it's it's not only where you work, but it's your passion. Sure. Uh, fly fishing kind of came about for me in a really funny way. Um, it was uh, on a Saturday morning. And there used to be a television show. You actually remember the, this called the OLN show, the Outdoor Life Network. And uh, it was early one Saturday morning, flipping through the channels, and I would always stop on this channel because uh, I like to watch the outdoor stuff. And they were fly fishing one day. Thought it looked really interesting, pretty cool. So I, I had some allowance saved up. I was about nine or ten at this point. I had some allowance saved up, and. Uh, mom took me to uh, a local shop and I bought uh, a six foot, six and a half foot, five weight eagle claw, one of those bright canary yellow rods, the really floppy rods, and uh, went out to the yard and taught myself how to cast. Self taught. Self taught. Um, and then, well, initially I had a lot of folks uh, surround me later on and really show me the ropes, but. Uh, Self-taught as far as casting and everything, and then uh, mom would take me out on Saturdays and Sundays. Uh, she would set up a, a lawn chair and read a book and let me fish for eight hours if I wanted to. And you literally were hooked. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, so, all right, so that's how you got into it, and how did it advance to sort of like a career for you? Um, short and skinny of it was uh, fishing one day, and... Um, had how somebody, had how somebody, old are you at this point? Um, at this point, 15, 16 years old, uh, fishing one day, uh, ducked out of school, uh, skipped some school, uh, don't do that, uh, <laughs> later got in trouble for it, but uh, skipped school one day and had a fella uh, come up to me, noticed that I was catching a lot of fish, asked me questions, and so I answered the questions, but well, without even realizing it, I started showing him how. And uh, he asked me if I guided for anybody, um, and I didn't know that that was actually even a career option or anything like that. But uh, 
So you knew like at a young age sort of what you wanted to do? Uh, kind of, sort of. Um, maybe, maybe not necessarily like to the point where I'm at now, but I knew where I wanted to be. Um, it was just a matter of getting there. But uh, So working with this fella, he asked if I got it for anybody. No, not quite. Fast forward a few years later, um, uh, fishing one day, a fella nets a fish for me that I had on. And it uh, turns out that he was connected with a uh, local competitive team, the North Carolina fly fishing team. Um, I was uh, uh, asked if I wanted to come out and try out. Um, and, you know. So you've competitively fished, and you've fished all over the world. Right. And Can, so, so talk about that, because I know people are going to find that super interesting. Right. I mean, I get to fish here, and I'm just learning, and I have fished out west, but you've traveled everywhere. Right. Um, it, it was a... Uh, that was so. That was the real beginning of it. Was um, I was introduced to uh, a plethora of different styles and techniques. Um, got uh, the you know, fortunately being able to uh, fish with and be surrounded by, statistically speaking, some of the best fly fishermen that this country has to offer. Um, and they took me under their wing. Um, got to learn an awful lot from some very influential people, and then that fostered my interest in different species, techniques to catch those species, uh, and then I went and lived abroad for a couple of years. Whereabouts? Um, I lived in a small town called Treforest in Wales, so I was about three hours southwest of London. Good fishing in Great Britain. It's awesome. Yeah, really? So Wales is. Wales has a lot of uh, a lot of water to offer on the Snowdonia, Snowdonia mountain range. Um, the... Uh, the uh, grayling that are over there, uh, they're an awful lot of fun. The brown trout over there are an awful lot of fun. Rainbows, stuff like that. So, I mean, there's a lot of options. So, I don't really know much about, and you can just spend a short period of time on this, but, like, what does competitive fly fishing mean? Yeah. So, good question. Um, the technical term is, uh, I guess the technical answer would be competitive fishing is you are... Uh, you draw a beat. You are not allowed to leave that beat for a prescribed amount of time. Uh, there are rules and regulations as far as uh, flies that you can use, setups that you can use, uh, leader lengths, um, uh, you know, all kinds of things. So essentially, you are forced to fish a stretch of water to the best of your abilities on an even playing field pitted against X number of other competitors that are situated up and down the waterfront. Okay, so that so in order to hypothetically win the competition, is it the amount of fish or is it the largest fish? How does that... It's both. It, um, a lot of the times it is a uh, cumulative, so it is a um, quantity-based. They have to be so long and once they reach this length they're worth x number of points okay and so the idea is to catch as many as you can some of the tournaments uh are a cumulative average of like the three largest fish too so it's a little bit of both depending upon who's setting up the tournament and uh, uh the location like water location of all the places you fished in the world what's your favorite oh, <laughs> one or two i mean you know. <laughs> uh, uh home water here the lower nanahala that's my that's my favorite. That's my home water. Um, probably spent more time thinking about that river and practicing on that river. Uh, when I was living in Charleston, going after redfish and everything, I would wake up and drive back to Western North Carolina to fish that river for the weekend, 
without telling my friends and family that I was coming into town so that I didn't get involved. <laughs> so, so I could fish, and then uh, I'd go right back uh, to Charleston and go back to work. What about overseas? Um, overseas, my favorite place that I've been overseas, uh, Belize. Okay. Yeah, Any place I mean, out west? I mean, that's... Yeah. Uh, out west, uh, some of the smaller creeks, um, Highlight Creek in uh, Bozeman is one of those little small creeks. It's not the typical, uh, you know, Madison or Gallatin answer that uh, I think a lot of folks would give. Uh, but it was uh, awful lot of fun, lots of fish, really akin to what we have here. So tell me um, why Western North Carolina is so great for fly fishing. Um. <clears throat> approximately 5,000 miles of trout water. Uh, that's not including the warm water opportunities that we have, but roughly 5,000 miles of trout water, 90% of which is public. I should include northern, or it's part of Tennessee because we are so close. Sure, and yeah, this, this answer kind of yeah, yeah. You know, includes that. Yeah, so, um, you know, 4,000 miles roughly that uh, is fully accessible by anyone that's traveling through that lives here that is interested in fly fishing. Um, anywhere from small high altitude wild brook trout creeks to larger uh, tailwater rivers that are best accessed uh, by boat. Hard side, my kids saw boats drifting. Cool. Mm -hmm. And um, all right, so we know a little bit about your background and and your competitive fishing. How'd you end up at Hunter Banks? Yeah, so uh, this is going to sound bad because I already talked about ditching out of school to go fishing. Well, I actually, and I'm doing the quotation marks, called out of work sick for the company I was working for at the time. Uh, because I had a really good friend in town that I hadn't seen in uh, quite a long time and we wanted to go fishing. So actually went fishing and, um, I had been contemplating getting a small, uh, business loan to start a company where I would go and I would teach, uh, the different styles of fly fishing, clinic based teaching, traveling around to different outfitters throughout the Southeast and getting hired by them. And I had mentioned this to a, uh, a former employee at, uh, at the Hunter Banks Fly Fishing Company. Um, and so she was leaving and her position was coming uh, available. And that day that I had, uh, quote unquote, called out uh, sick, we were actually standing in line at a uh, grocery store and she was standing behind me. And she said that uh, she had tapped me on the shoulder and she was like, you know, we were actually talking about you today. Uh, we'd like you to come in and uh, talk with management and uh, talk to some folks because, uh, you know, we're, we're contemplating hiring another salary employee to replace me, and we thought that you'd be a good fit. So. Serendipity, right? Serendipity. Yeah. It's the right place, yeah. right time. Yeah, exactly. All right, so let's talk a little bit about um, Hunter Banks and who they are. Um, we'll come back to what you do mm -hmm. here, but why don't you just give a little back, background, what they offer, you know, so forth and so on. Right, so uh, Hunter Banks came around in 1985. We've been in the same location um, ever since then. Um, we are... Without a doubt, uh, I would I would consider the best fly shop in the southeast if you're looking to, uh, regardless if you want to fish on the smaller creeks, larger rivers, ocean, uh, we can totally outfit uh, any type of angler that wants to come through here uh, that is interested in uh, fly fishing. So we do everything from technical rod, reel gear, stuff like that, to a lot of apparel-based stuff. So we're and a huge and a lot of guiding, a lot of guiding, including yes. including Tennessee, including Tennessee. Yeah, we uh, we take care of. Uh, East Tennessee guiding West North Carolina. Yeah. What uh What are you doing here these days? Um, I'm the guide service coordinator, so it's my responsibility to manage the uh, the calendar for all of our um, 
guides that exclusively guide for us, plus work with all of the independent contractors and the guides that float amongst different outfitters. Um, I also write curriculum for and teach the vast majority of the on-the-water intro classes, advanced learning uh, courses, and fly tying classes. Awesome. Um, let's talk about uh, where... Well, let's go back a minute. Let's stay on the general fly fishing conversation. Any, you know, it seems to be sort of, I don't know if hip's the right word or trendy, or there's a lot of a lot of growth in the in the sport. Sure, no, I mean it's it's definitely uh, trendy. I think more people are trying to get outside. Sure, and I think we're seeing uh, we're fortunate that we live in a city that is garnering a lot of attention lately. Uh, several folks are moving to the region, um, and I think a byproduct of them moving here is that they realize. Uh, the opportunities outdoors and outside and so they go through this process where they explore all these different avenues um, and it just seems that uh, fly fishing is one of the best ways to experience the outdoors folks realize that they have a really good time with that they do a trip with us they have a really good time um, and start pursuing it as a, as a hobby sure I know for me yeah. I get in the car <clears throat> drive sometimes 30 minutes or an hour mm -hmm fish for a couple hours and come back and have an awesome time. Yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah. pretty convenient. I no, mean, no, I'm not, absolutely. I, um, I used to play some golf. I'd much rather fish. Sure. <laughs> no, we get a lot of, uh, we get a lot of the overlap. A lot of our uh, fishermen are also golfers. And... So, uh, you sort of gave up one of your, one of your spots, uh, on the Nantahala. When you're not working, I personally know you, so I know that you do, actually try to fish on your days <laughs> off when it's beautiful. Yeah. Where else, uh, you got one of those other hidden spots you want, might want to share with us? You know, um, that, uh, that Lower Nantahale is an amazing place. Um, you got to be okay with a lot of uh, rafters and everything, especially during the summer. So, you, you know, if you can put up with being asked a thousand times if you've caught anything or, you know, what's biting, then it's a, it's a cool place to be. But if, uh, if I am not fishing that, um, I'm usually in, East Tennessee, uh, fishing the South Holston of the Watauga, um, I tend to gravitate towards uh, tailwater fisheries. But if uh, if I want a totally different experience, um, I will also do a lot of backpacking and hiking up into uh, the Shining Rock Wilderness or in and around uh, Fontana Lake. There's some amazing backcountry creeks that dump in. Awesome. So um, let's uh, talk about Hunter Banks, where to find you guys mm, sure. and any events or, or yeah. anything you might want to share about the, sure. the, uh, the so, organization. Um, we've just gone through a rigorous, robust uh, rebuilding of our website. So we've got a really nice website, easily navigable, uh, that is uh, HunterBanks.com. Yep. Uh, you can get on there. Um, it's got a lot of uh, information about the local water that we have, services that we provide, uh, class listing, class schedules, stuff like that. We've also got an events calendar on there that you can kind of go through and figure that out. Um, but uh, we're located in downtown Asheville. Our main store is uh, at 29 Montford Avenue, Asheville, North Carolina, 28801. Uh, you can always reach us at 828-252-3005, uh, and we can set you up, uh, answer any questions you might have. We also have a smaller uh, store in downtown Waynesville, um, that is a really great little, you know, small mountain town, uh, fly shop services, the, that area, uh, really well, not as large as our asphalt shop. So if you really want to find, 
uh, like a piece of gear, equipment, or get really dialed in as far as supply selection or everything. Come uh, down, come the, the Asheville shop, you know, we've got we definitely have a lot uh, a lot more to offer here. So we we didn't talk about this, but since we're talking fishing, mm-hmm. I do have to ask. Like, you need to tell me about one of the giant fish you've caught around here, and because because we didn't even uh, yeah we didn't even um, mention that. Just give me one so, one one short story. Sure. So um, I feel that there is a progression in uh, somebody's angling life and it is catch your first fish on the fly catch a fish on a fly that you tied catch as many as you can catch the largest fish that you can and then just enjoy being out there um i might have skipped all that and just enjoyed right (laughs) i have not made it past the uh the catching fish part um i've been doing it for you know over 20 years now um guiding for a very long time and there's that split second where the line comes tight and you don't know the size of the fish that's on the end. And that's that split second is what I'm obsessed with. Um, the size of the fish is just the byproduct, but um, I would say uh, best one to best one uh, to date was a uh, 27 inch brown, roughly eight and a half pounds or so. It was a little skinny, could have been a little bit thicker, but time of year that I caught him, he was... That's pretty awesome. All right, so um, when you're not fishing, Mm -hmm. because you are local, Mm -hmm. and uh, I try to wind down at the end of the Mm -hmm. podcast with this, when you're not fishing, give me a place you like to go that can be anything. Sure. One of of your local places. Yeah, man. I absolutely love uh, Highland Brewery. Uh, Really cool venue. Lots of really good beer out there. They usually have some really good bands that come through. Super family oriented too. Super family oriented. That's probably the that's probably one of the biggest things is uh, just how accessible that place is for folks. Um, Little shout out, congrats on your new logo to Highland too. Yeah, yeah, it looks great. <laughs> they did a they did a great job. Um, and then our, also our shop has a really really great relationship with that brewery. Um, uh, Frank, the gentleman that uh, runs the or that owns the shop, uh, he he also uh, helped get uh, Highland started. So. Even even without that uh, really cool uh, connection, uh, it's just a really great place. But uh, Burial Brewery down on the South Slope. Sure. Cool. Um, shout out to them. They do a really, really good job, too. Cool. So, so there's a couple local spots for you guys. Um, I uh, haven't really thought about it much. Usually I give a little shout out to uh, a place. I'm going to just say hey to the guys over at Blue Jump in Waynesville today. I think they're brewing some great beer. And with that, um, you guys can stop in. Patrick's here, certainly can give you guys advice. Um, he's great, super knowledgeable. You can find me at inclineadventures.com, and that's incline without the I, so nclineadventures.com. And feel free to contact me, and thanks for listening to us, and contact us anytime.